This is episode 316 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are The Power of the Prepper Compound and the Curse of Doomsday Preppers and Personal Financial SHTF Plan B. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get started, I'd like to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. It's time to finally advance your preparedness goals. Get the ebook and join the forums. Go to microbiz.biz for more information or click on the link in the show notes. All right, so let's go ahead and get started on our articles. The first article actually is one of mine, and I've started doing something a little bit different. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this different, so I started putting it on Prepper website. And in the past, I wasn't doing posts on Prepper website because the the theme does not allow for any kind of real formatting. I mean, it's just really nasty looking. But I was able to add a, a plugin that allowed me to play with the with the fonts a little bit and the sizes and all that kind of stuff and try to uh, do the best that I could. And one of the reasons was uh, it, the, the whole topic and the reason for this article that I'm about to uh, to share with you here. Because I think you know one of the things that has been detrimental to running the website is I link to a lot of other websites that are a little lower in authority, but you know I feel like you know we need to uh, give other people options and let other people know what preparedness websites are out there. And really, you know, I want to throw this out there too to uh, the podcast listeners. If you are somebody that listens to the podcast and as well you are online and you're finding some new uh, preparedness websites, let me know because I can't always find dig deep and you know find all the new ones. Although I try very hard, and when I do, I try to add one. But if you find a new one that's really good, let me know so I can add them to proper website. But because I add all those links there, and because I don't have any uh, real articles, it's all it's it's a curated site, so it's just linking to articles. Uh, you know, Google when it changes its algorithms was changing the way that proper website was showing up. On, on search. And so you'll see that here in a minute when I read this article. But this is the reason why I'm posting this article on Prepper website. And some of my newer articles that I'm writing, I'm, I'm dropping them on Prepper website. So you'll hear from time to time when I read one of my own articles that, you know, I'm going to be referencing that it's on Prepper website. And so when you have that link, you'll go straight to this article. So let's go ahead and get into this one. I know you might be interested in it. The Power of the Prepper Compound and the Curse of Doomsday Preppers. This is a very important topic, but it might not be what you think. You might be thinking that an article with Prepper Compound and Doomsday Preppers in the title would get you information on bunkers and shelters and such. Well, if that is what you want, don't worry. If you keep reading, I'll point you to some resources. But this article is much more important. I'm talking about something bigger. The Prepper Compound is the key to preparedness. It is the seemingly magical force that takes the newbie prepper on the journey to becoming an experienced or capable prepper. 
It is the mechanism that sees preppers through to actually helping their families by being prepared for whatever might come in the future. The prepper compound happens when preppers consistently and purposefully prepare. Let me say that again in different terms. Making forward strides in a consistent and purposeful manner will add up to get you and your family prepared for what will come. Let me borrow a term from finances to help illustrate this concept. Let's look at the term compound interest. Wikipedia says compound interest is the addition of interest to the principal sum of a loan or deposit, or in other words, interest on interest. It is the result of reinvesting interest rather than paying it out so that interest in the next period is then earned on the principal sum plus previously accumulated interest. Compound interest is standard in finance and economics. Compound interest is what many people who own mutual funds depend on. The money their fund makes stays in their mutual fund account. The original funds build and increase, allowing for their mutual fund to make even more money next time, which then gets reinvested again and again. Dave Ramsey does a good job of explaining compound interest in this video below. Watch it even if you understand compound interest. It will help set the idea in your thinking. And so there is a video here. Uh, I've linked to that one here so that you can check that one out. Let me use one more example from Chris Martinson's Crash Course Chapter 4 over at Peak Prosperity. Again, try to get this idea deep into your psyche. Quote, Suppose I had a magic eyedropper and I placed a single drop of water in the middle of your left hand. The magic part is that this drop of water is going to double in size every minute. At first, nothing seems to be happening, but by the end of a minute, that tiny drop is now the size of two dro tiny drops. After another minute, you now have a little pool of water that is slightly smaller in diameter than a dime sitting in your hand. After six minutes, you have a blob of water that will fill a thimble. Next, suppose we take our magic eyedropper to Fenway Park and right at 12 p.m. in the afternoon, we place a magic drop way down there on the pitcher's mound. To make this really interesting, suppose that the park is watertight and that you are handcuffed to one of the very highest bleacher seats. My question to you is, how long do you have to escape from the handcuffs? When would it be completely filled? In days? Weeks? Months? Years? How long would it take? I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. The answer is, you have until 12.49 on the same day to figure out how you are going to get out of those handcuffs. In less than 50 minutes, our modest little drop of water has managed to completely fill Fenway Park. Now let me ask you this. At what time of the day would Fenway Park still be 93% empty space and how many of you would realize the severity of your predicament? Any guesses? The answer is 12.45. If you were squirming in your bleacher seat waiting for help to arrive, by the time the field is covered with less than 5 feet of water, you would now have less than 4 minutes left to get free. And that right there illustrates one of the key features of compound growth. The one thing I want you to take away from all of this with exponential functions, the action really only heats up in the last few minutes. By now you're saying, okay, Todd, I get the compound thing, but how does this apply to preparedness? It applies because consistent and purposeful strides build over time 
regardless if it is the money or knowledge or something else. The efforts you put into preparedness now build upon each other. Quote, a powerful example of someone who does this is the legendary investor Warren Buffett. One of the students asked what he could do now to prepare for an investing career. Buffett thought for a few seconds and then reached for the stack of reports, trade publications, and other papers he had brought with him. Read 500 pages like this every day, said Buffett, or words to that effect. That's how knowledge works. It builds up like compound interest. All of you can do it, but I guarantee not many of you will do it. For Mr. Buffett, knowledge is power. That's why he invested a lot of time in building it. He spent about 80% of his working day reading and thinking, end quote. The fact is, the time you spend reading and learning about preparedness is an important part of getting prepared. And the more you read, the more your preparedness knowledge grows. But you're not just adding to your knowledge, it is compounding. This happens because as you read and take in knowledge, you are making connections. Your brain is making connections on how it all comes together to get better prepared. Here's an example. Let's say you read an article on food storage, then you read an article on water storage, then you read an article on power outages. Soon, you start to see how food storage, water storage, and what you need to do in a power outage all work together if you were ever in an emergency situation. You start to see your own circumstances through the lens of what you are reading and learning. It is happening and you don't even realize it. The same thing happens with preparedness skills. You read an article on a certain skill, like starting a fire. You go out and practice that skill. Later, you practice various ways of cooking while you're off the grid. What you've learned about firecraft and how long wood burns, how long it takes to get coals, how hot it is at certain distances away from the fire, helps you to cook on an open flame. It happens and you don't even realize it. This also happens with gear. The more you read and understand about your gear, the more you use it, the more you see the various ways that you can use it in a survival or emergency situation. Acquiring knowledge, skills, and gear all compound or come together to make someone better prepared. The problem that I see in preparedness is that many don't stick it out. Many come to preparedness out of fear or a concern, but it is short-lived. Although some preppers do prepare for a supervolcano eruption type event, most prepare because our world is fragile and emergencies pop up all the time, like financial loss, natural events, health-related or personal emergencies. Most preppers are level-headed and I have found very smart and wise. Collectively, the preparedness community is rock solid. Again, the issue is that some don't stick it out and get to the point where it really starts to pay off. To further exasperate the issue, we are still dealing with the fallout of Doomsday Preppers. Doomsday Preppers was a TV show by Nat Geo that showcased preppers who were preparing for certain events. The preppers that were showcased were usually sensationalized and made to look silly, although we know that they are not really like that and even are respected members of the preparedness community. See this article on names who you would definitely recognize. The show ran from September 2011 to August 2014. I will admit it, when the show was on, the number was on, the numbers on Prepper website went through the roof. The numbers would jump when an episode of Doomsday Preppers was on because it showed in my analytics. I will also admit that I enjoyed being contacted by Nat Geo and being sent pre-releases of the season premieres. They would come with some cool items 
and I loved being recognized as a website owner in the preparedness space. I was stupid. I look back and regret it. The show did more damage than good in my opinion. As I realized my mistake, I pinned articles like Doomsday Preppers don't represent us. And four years after the last show, we are still dealing with this. Let me explain. For the longest time, Prepper website was ranked number one on Google search when anyone searched for preppers and prepper. I'm not an SEO expert. It just happened. I didn't do anything on purpose to get there. Someone told me that it seemed to be very organic that Google recognized my site this way. I will say that I was thrilled and really loved having that position. Recently, I realized that Prepper website wasn't number one anymore. Now, as I write this, I know some people are just going to say that I'm just upset that I'm not at the number one position. You can believe what you want. The reason it bothers me is what took the number one place. I'm not going to link to the article itself because search engines will look at that as a positive thing. You can easily get to it if you want. And guys, I'm going to tell you the the name. I have a graphic here that shows that it was above uh, Prepper website. It's called Six Odd Things Doomsday Prepper Stockpile That Makes Sense. And uh, I would appreciate if you don't go click on it um, because that does that just sends signals to Google that uh, that is a valuable article. But if you really feel you want to go for it, um, it is called, uh, like I said, Six Odd Things. And really what it is, it's it's on the website Cracked, you know, that, that made or created Mad Magazine. And so it, it just, anyway, I'm going to get into it here. I'm getting ahead of myself. But the six odd things were stuff like alcohol, tobacco, condoms, you know, those types of things that you prepare for doomsday, you know. And I'm just, man, it just really irked me that it was there. And uh, so anyway, let me continue on so you'll get the idea of why I'm saying that. Although I have seen the six things that are discussed in the article before, in other articles, They are not the first items that I would want someone looking into preparedness to think is preparedness. Condoms, cigarettes, and booze won't get you prepared like water, food, and a good plan. To make it worse, the article is from Cracked.com. The tagline for the website is America's Humor Site. I take preparedness seriously, and although I have made mistakes in the past, I I truly try to provide knowledge and insight that will help others get better prepared I'm disappointed that this is the first thing that people who look up Prepper or Preppers for the first time will see. So there's an update. Google now shows Prepper website as number one again for anyone who searches for Prepper or Preppers. However, the article mentioned above is number two and the term Doomsday Prepper is all over the first page of search engines. And so I think it's number three, like if you search Prepper and number two, if you search Preppers, I think. Uh, So it has fallen again, you know, thank goodness. Uh, but again, really, the reason was because if someone is searching prepper or preppers, I don't want them to click on the very first link that talks about condoms and booze and alcohol. That's that's not the message that we want to send. All right, com- uh, continuing on. But I guess I shouldn't be surprised either. I foresee a time when the major internet players really try to stifle the great information you can find on preparedness websites. In fact, many will say that it is already happening. With Facebook changing their algorithms and marking alternative news as fake or putting a working tab on it, Twitter shadow banning conservatives, Google amassing a wealth of data points on each user, etc., I can go on and on. With the freedom-loving Second Amendment supporting conservative-leaning alternative news showcasing Christian worldview, I bet it's just a matter of time that Prepper website and many other websites get little or no traffic from these sources. 
That's why when I released my ebook, I didn't go the Facebook group route. Instead, I chose to invest in creating a community forum where preppers and self-reliant-minded people could come and post what they like and find it later, not worrying that some internet business was going to delete it from their servers. So regardless of what the big social media channels and search engines do, Prepper Website isn't going anywhere. I'm going to continue to plug away on Prepper Website and the podcast. Readers are going to continue to be able to link to awesome preparedness content. I'm going to still help other preparedness websites get their content out in front of others to see. I've said that this is a micro biz for me, but in reality, this is a calling. I hope that you continue to prepare, stay consistent, and compound the knowledge, skills, and gear that you acquire over time, little by little. When you do, you are doing it to put yourself and your family in a situation where they can survive and mitigate the crisis that will eventually come their way. What you do now will pay off later. Keep it up. Stay in the fight. If you are looking for compounds, as in shelters, you can go over to the tag cloud and check out the tags Bunker, Community, Shelter, and Shelters. I've linked to all of those. Alright guys, I, I did link to a lot of things in this article. I didn't really mention all of those things. Uh, some Doomsday Preppers articles that I uh, had written and, and different things like that. And uh, just other links that would be valuable to you. And then the video, uh, all those kinds of things. But I truly believe in that aspect of compound interest where we continue to build that knowledge. Uh, you know, I've heard other people say that, you know, if I did it all over again, I wouldn't spend so much time on websites. But they're saying that coming from a point of knowledge already. And so it is important to acquire knowledge. No, I, I do not suggest that you spend months and years and hours upon hours sitting in front of proper website and other preparedness websites. But I do suggest that you do get knowledge. Knowledge is very important because when you have that base knowledge, you're able to bounce off of that and you're able to make connections and build off of that. And so I think it's very important to continue that skill. Um, that's one reason, again, why I, I, I believe in the podcast, you know, especially since I'm hearing from people that are saying, uh, you know, Todd, I, I don't have time to go to Prepper website. I don't have time to listen to article or read articles, but I do have time to listen to articles, whether it's in my drive or whether it's, you know, while I'm, I'm working around the house and, you know, taking care of the kids or whatever it might be, I do have time to listen to articles. And so that's why I, I believe so much in the podcast. It's, it's not just where I'm you know, out there and fulfilling a need that I have because definitely uh, I can save myself a lot of time uh, every single evening you know, taking care of other things. But I do believe in it and, and I do truly believe it is a calling. I do believe I'm supposed to be doing it. And so that's one reason why I kind of stick it out and uh, get that information out there. But I want to just say if you are a new prepper, and you are, or maybe you're not even, you don't even consider yourself a prepper yet. Maybe you stumbled on this podcast for some reason and you kind of clicked on it and you're listening to it. You know, I want to encourage you build some skill, some knowledge, you know, build some information because the more that you learn, the more that you realize, you know what, uh, this stuff do, does help out in a crisis situation and uh, very uh, very important, not just for you, but also for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids, for your extended family, you know, for the people that you care about, able to help them in, in preparedness, help, able to help them in a crisis situation. So, you know, building that knowledge, building those skills, uh, you know, you get that knowledge and you go and you, you build those skills and you practice on those skills and you, you buy that gear that you need, right? 
And so all of the stuff works together to be to make you better prepared to weather whatever might be coming down uh, you know, in our immediate future, which uh, I got to tell you, when I look at things out there, it's kind of crazy. So guys, that's over at Prepper website. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can link right to it if you want to go and check out some of the other links or reread this article for yourself. Our next article comes to us from modernsurvivalblog.com and the title is Personal Financial SHTF Plan B. Um, this is not a very long article, but I do believe that the benefit is um, not only in the article and the idea of it, but also in the comments. Uh, there's like 114 comments here, or I'm sorry, 141 comments, and uh, you know, people just sharing information that I think, uh, as I was reading, you know, going down and just spot reading some of these comments were very valuable. And so, hopefully, you will take a moment to come and check this out. But I think that we're all in this situation here, that we're all in this possibility of personal financial SHTF. We can all lose our jobs. It just, you know, it could just be on the line. Uh, We can all have some kind of medical emergency that causes us to empty out what money that we have because our insurance sucks. Um, We're all in a situation where maybe our cars break down and we're having to put out a lot of money towards it. And that really eats into if you're not saving, if you don't have uh, an emergency fund that really eats into your monthly income. Right. And so, you know, we're all in this situation and, uh, you know, it does behoove us to, you know, that's not a word that I normally use, (laughs) behoove. It does behoove us to be a little bit more prepared for personal financial SHTF. So let's go ahead and read this one. In the event of a financial SHTF as an an individual, do you have a plan B if your normal stream of income is suddenly interrupted? Loss of personal income can be very much of a disaster for nearly anyone, whether you're working for others, retired, or are a small business owner. My definition of a financial SHTF is an event that affects my financial well-being regardless of whether it affects anyone else or not. Let's say that today you're still in the workforce and your job ends. Are you planning on transferring to another company doing basically the same work or what? If you're retired and depend on a pension, Social Security and or Wall Street, and that money ends or decreases, have you got a way in mind to replace that lost income? If you're a micro-business owner and your clients or customers suddenly are not able or willing to purchase your existing goods or services, do you have other goods or services in mind that they or others might purchase? Thinking about what you would do if money got tight is a beneficial exercise. You should always be thinking about a backup plan. The world doesn't have to end for things to get really bleak on the home front financially. It could be just you and your income that is affected. So no matter which of these three groups above you fall under, let's think about your plan B. Providing goods or services is one answer. Relocating could be a solution. We've all probably heard the term reinventing yourself, and in an SHTF situation, that may be exactly what you'll have to do. Relying on what you know may be a decent strategy, but there are some details that one needs to keep in mind to avoid pitfalls. There might be a significant learning curve to make the change. If you've been in retail before, what if anything has changed? What goods will you sell? To whom? Selling from stash or regular restocking? If entering retail for the first time, how do you get started? Is the new retail business in a shop, at home, or where? 
What are the differences? Can you combine retail sales with a compatible service? If you're going to provide a service, have you done it before? Are you still physically able to provide a past service you've done? If it's a new service, how do you get started? Where? From whom? If your service is currently a hobby, how do you transition it into profit producing? If you have to relocate, where will you go and how and why there? So you've thought it over and come up with a plan B just for you. Now, the time has come to begin fine-tuning this new venture. Adventure. You've decided where you might be able to relocate to, to so that you can work for someone else, or you've selected the best goods or services that you might be able to provide for income. The next step is to do some serious thinking and research about your selection now while there's time and you don't have to rely on it to live. What are the chances of your relocation being successful? In the case of goods and services, are you going to be able to do any groundwork now to further your venture, like acquiring tools, equipment, or facilities that will be needed? Can you begin selling your goods or conducting your service on a part-time basis now? I believe that a new personal venture has more chance of being successful if you can begin the process before you're in dire need of it for livelihood. Unfortunately, not everyone will have the time or energy to do what they're doing now, plus add on a side gig. But if you can't physically do it, at least you can still be thinking about it and researching it. Just the thought of a personal financial SHTF causes great concern for most folks and can seem so potentially devastating as to think it may be impossible to make it through. But if you look around, there are many successful stories of, uh, for encouragement. People start up full-time small retail businesses, boutiques, and shops regularly. People with simply a new idea have started successful service ventures. All sorts of hobbies have been turned into small service businesses, including sewing, car mechanics, home repairs, pet grooming, house cleaning, delivery services, computer repair, etc. The list goes on and on, and don't forget about firing up a top three online survival web blog. Think about your financial plan B. I'm sure that there are other successful stories and potential plan B ideas out there that could be valuable to readers, so please share them in the comments. All right, guys, like I said, 141 comments here that you can uh, just kind of dive into and uh, see where other people are coming from. A lot of good advice there. And, you know, I, I feel like this is a great um, time to bounce off of my new ebook, right? And maybe I just did it on purpose to, to, uh, to, to bring, that, bring that home, that other people are talking about it. Other people realize that, you know, having multiple streams of income is very important. If there isn't ever an SHTF in your life, which to be honest with you, I'm starting to believe more and more that there will be uh, and sometime soon. But let's just say there never is and you have multiple streams of income. I mean, all you're doing there is able to pay down debt. You're able to uh, you know, put money aside for a rainy day. You're able to purchase things that you uh, would really want, right? Uh, or put things away, put money away for a retirement. But if you have extra streams of the income, they can help you get better prepared, you know, and or if there is a SHTF scenario or a crisis scenario or you lose your job, then that little money that comes in, even if it's a small amount, can help keep the lights on, right? Or can help keep, uh, you know, the, the roof over your head or can keep food, uh, you know, coming and, and being put on your table. And so just think about it that way. Uh, that's why I think it's so important to uh, be thinking about a side biz, 
a micro biz. I think everybody can do it. I think everybody has something that they're good at that they can earn money at, and they just need to find that. And so when this person here was writing about you know needing encouragement and all that kind of stuff, I was like, man, that's right up the the, the prepper website forums, uh, you know, alley because that's one of the things you know people will drop something in there and like, all right, well. You know what advice can I give you? Or yeah, that sounds that sounds good, man. I can't wait till you start putting it together or whatever, or you know, providing that advice. And so, uh, I really think that this is very beneficial, and I hope more of you will consider it so that you can better prepare yourself and your family. So that's over at modernsurvivalblog.com, and again, I will link to this one in the show notes. All right, everyone, because it is the Thursday podcast, I do. Um, conflicted scenario and conflicted is a card game with a scenario that will make you come away with an answer that is uh, probably conflicted uh, thus the name right and so uh, what I do is I read the scenario on uh, on the podcast and then you can do a couple of different things you can just think it through and I would always recommend to think it through not from the standpoint of uh, oh man that would never happen to me or whatever something along those lines but instead, work it through in your mind with what you know about preparedness, but you're in this scenario, what would you do? So you can kind of just you know think about it on your own. Maybe if, some, if you're uh, in a vehicle and there's other people listening to this podcast, y'all can kind of bounce off of each other. Hey, what would you do? Uh, maybe you can share it with someone at work, around the water cooler, or with your family, around the kitchen table. Or if you want to share your thoughts on this, you can come over to edthatmatters.com. I'm going to link to it in the show notes and uh, you can drop it in there what you would do in the comment section and kind of share it with everyone else. I love reading those. Uh, I get to see everyone that comes comes through and I love seeing those because people have different perspectives and you know where they're coming from uh, you know is going to uh, and, and their history and their experiences are going to play a lot in how they would react right and so uh, I always love seeing other people's perspectives. And sometimes reading some of those has even changed my own. So let's go ahead and start reading this conflicted scenario. Uh, like always, I'm going to read it twice. Here we go. Your survival group of eight is isolated in the wilderness and has been surviving quite well. You are aware that there are other survival groups within a five-mile radius of you. The first group consists of 18 people that are in the same situation that you are in. And the other group is a small mountain community of 50 that are struggling but holding on. These two groups are at odds with each other, and choosing one means siding against the other. You are thinking about establishing an alliance with these groups. Which group would you choose first, and how would you establish a relationship for mutual benefit? All right, so here we go. I'm going to read it one more time. Your survival group of eight is isolated in the wilderness and has been surviving quite well. You are aware that there are other survival groups within a five-mile radius of you. The first group consists of 18 people that are in the same situation that you are in. And the other group is a small mountain community of 50 that are struggling but holding on. These two groups are at odds with each other, and choosing one means siding against the other. You are thinking about establishing an alliance with these groups. Which group would you choose first, and how would you establish a relationship for mutual benefit? All right, guys, so that is the scenario. And uh, if you go over to Ed That Matters, there is another article that might be interesting for you. Uh, starting a mutual assistance group and Bible study group. You can read that below the scenario if you're interested in, in that one right there. 
So yeah, either you know think it through in your head, share it with someone, or come over to Ed That Matters and drop what you would do in the comment section. We'd love to, to read that. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 316 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes and over at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.